Okay, welcome. Uh, it's Bowerly News Radio 930 WBEN, hour four, hourly with Bowerly. Josh Schmidt is uh, at Master Control. And if they ever do another movie about a submarine crew um, with his ability to grow an overnight beard, uh, Josh would definitely be in the running for a role in that uh, motion picture. Absolutely, positively. Anyway, uh, thanks for all the calls on the last thing we did. I, I want to do something that. Uh, I don't think I've ever done this. In fact, yeah, I'd be really surprised if I've ever done this before. But um, I was cruising the Internet, and I came across a weird um, posting. What is the strangest scar you have on your body, and how did you get it? What is the strangest scar you have on your body, and how did you get it? Now, men and women typically have different reactions to scars. They don't much bother me. For me, another scar, another story. But if I was a woman, I think I might feel differently about it, especially if it was a scar on the neck or on the face or an area uh, like that. Um, so for me, another scar, another story. And I've, I'm not going to lie. I've got some wicked scars. I mean, I, I've got some scars that are positively ghastly on my body. But the funny thing is, and I'm just speaking to myself here, the one scar from the open heart surgery, you can barely see it. And I'm not going to lie. It's a little bit disappointing because it looked super badass at first. But it healed, like, to the point where, and then you add in the chest hair, it's uh, it's very difficult to see. If you're looking for it, you can see it. But other than that, it's, uh, it's, a, stealthy, it's a stealthy little scar. But doing some uh, research online uh, on the carotid artery surgery, I have seen online some unbelievably badass scars on people who have had surgeries on their carotid arteries. These are scars that make anything Al Capone had on his face look like mere child's play. By the way, how many people know the name of the guy who put the scars on Al Capone's face? You have five seconds. One, two, three, four, five. Galluccio. I think his first name was Frank. And... When Al Capone would go back to New York City, where the scars were inflicted, he would always hire Galluccio as an adjunct bodyguard, just to show that there was no ill will between the two, and that Al knew he was in the wrong the night he got the nickname Scarface. But I digress. What is the most unusual or most ghastly scar you have, and how did you get it? It might have been um, an accident. It could have been inflicted in an act of violence. It might be a surgical scar. You might have a scar from a compound fracture. And inevitably, somebody's going to see it, and they're going to say, hey, uh, how did you do that? So I'm kind of curious how many of you out there have scars with a story. Scars with a story. And are they super visible how many of you have put tattoos over the scar to hide the scar? Wondering about that because a lot of people who do have open heart surgery end up 
kind of covering it with uh, with with a tattoo. Uh, there's no reason to do that in, in my case because it's uh, it's barely visible. But where they put the tubes in in the upper abdomen, those are very very visible scars. They're extremely visible, um, and it almost looks as though it was a knife that made those scars in my upper abdomen. Oh, absolutely true story. And another one in the lower abdomen, um, where uh, a tube was attached at one point. And it looks exactly like a gunshot. It looks, ex- I'm not going to show you, Josh, don't worry. I don't feel like going to HR, but it looks exactly like a gunshot scar. And if anybody ever asks me, I'm just going to lie and say, yeah, it's, it's a gunshot. Yeah, I'm, I'm badass, man. I'm just so badass. So your, seriously, your scar, the, the, the best scar you've got and how it came to you. How it came to you. Another scar, another story. And I do believe, as I've said, that it's a little bit different for a man. And I'm not trying to be sexist. I'm not trying to be part of the patriarchy. But I do believe that men have different takes on scars than do women. I think women um, are, are not real big fans of scars. But men, you know. We, we like to pretend that we're, we're badass tough guys. So a scar, here, got me scar here. Um, maybe not quite the same for men than women, although, I don't know, I've never really done a show on this before. So I want to hear about the biggest, baddest, most unusual scar on your body and how you got it. And... The fun you must have telling people about how you got it. 803-0930 is the phone number. 803-0930. Star 930 on the cell phone. 1-800-616-WBEN. Could have been something that happened when you were a kid. Might have been something that happened during your divorce. I hope not. But it it might have been something that happened in like a, an accident or possibly a surgery. Um, but... Scars. I'll, always fascinated with scars. And I can ask you this on the radio, but because I could never ask you to your face, it, unless I really knew you well. If, if we just meet and, and you've got a big, nasty scar, society's dictates are you don't ask somebody, hey, who did that to you? Because Al Capone, he hated the nickname Scarface. He, he despised it. It was Mr. Brown or Mr. Capone. It was never Scarface. That would have got you a nice Chicago beat-up if you were lucky and possibly worse. But scars, fascinating little devils, aren't they? Uh, know a plastic surgeon who does great work with scars, but I don't, want them, I don't want them fixed. I don't want them fixed. To me, as a guy, they add character to the body. Maybe I'm a little bit sick, but they do. The tube scars from the surgery, I love them. Take off my shirt, like, yeah, that looks badass. Then the one that looks like a gunshot, love it. Looks badass. If I'm ever walking around without a shirt, man, people are going to think I'm a tough guy. <laughs> All five foot seven of me. 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. Uh, let's go to Kathy in Eden on WBEN. I wasn't expecting the first call to be from a lady, but you are on WBEN. Welcome. Hello there. 
Um, I It isn't so much that the scar is ugly. I have this scar on my leg. I was five years old. I am currently 70 years old. And I was crossing a barbed wire fence. And I cut my leg, and they put stitches in. And after the stitches came out, they gave me cocoa butter to put on it to so I wouldn't have a scar. Well, I ate the cocoa butter, so uh, now I have the scar. Oh, my goodness. End of story. Well, you know, when it comes to scars, I've heard good and bad things about vitamin E. Somebody I know actually tried to blow dry her hair while standing in a water-filled bathtub and was badly burned. And I believe she told me that she used vitamin E cream, not not a single solitary scar. Yes, I agree. I had my thyroid out in 2010. I used vitamin E. You wouldn't even know that my thyroid's gone. I don't even know what doctors. I don't even know what doctors recommend now. But uh, does this scar, as a woman, does the scar on your gam bother you? No, not at all. It never has. Not at all. Well, no, good. it's just that I ate the cocoa butter. That's the funny part. No, that's that's vile. That makes me want to puke, to be honest with you. <laughs> Next time I need to throw up, I'm going to think about that story. Uh, thank you very much, Kathy. I appreciate it. Okay, thanks. All thank right. you. Bye. So my theory's blown with the first call. All right. Yay me. Here's Jay in uh, Boston. Jay, you're on WBEN. Your best scar and how you got it. The best one I've got, it's a crescent-shaped scar on my left forearm caused by a human bite. Oh, my goodness. Okay. We have to know the story on this one, bro. Uh, this is going back probably 30 years. I worked as a paramedic for uh, one of the ambulance services in the city of Buffalo. Uh, we got a call one night, of all funny things, to the post office for a postal worker going postal, and he was. Um, eventually, he was restrained. We had him in the back of the ambulance. I'm taking him to ECMC. Uh, made the mistake of reaching over him. He got his head right up off the stretcher and took the bite of all bites. Oh, that uh, had big crescent, to... Big shaped car, scar. That had to be exceedingly painful. Oh, it was brutal. It was more bloody than any other injury I've ever had. Uh, we get the ECMC, and all the nurses are like, oh, my God, what happened to you? And I had to tell them, uh, which proceeded uh, <laughs> to get me all kinds of fun little shots and injections in my posterior um, that they enjoyed watching. Um, <laughs> so, of course, that was 100 pounds ago, and I was good-looking back then. Yeah, well, Jay, you had a nice ass. What can I say? I did, but the scar's still there, and uh, much like you say, it's uh, definitely a conversation piece when it comes up. How long does it typically take people when they see the half-moon scar on your forearm to say, so uh, you got to tell me what happened there? Oh, yeah, usually if they notice it, they ask right away, because uh, like I said, it, it's a it's a definitely crescent shape and nothing that could be considered any, any way surgical or any way, you know, Done on purpose. It's just there. Well, it was it was done on purpose. You just weren't the guy who bit your own forearm. Correct. 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 Oh my! Oh my goodness! How many stitches? Do you remember? Uh, they put the flap back on. They actually used Steri strips because they thought it would be better at the time. Yep. Uh, Steri strips were like brand new back then. Um, so they used Steri strips, and it just sort of healed up the best it could. 
Um, it was just a cool little flap, but the scar's still there today. Oh, good for you. Good for you. I, I love the story, but I hope the uh, bo- I hope the postal worker was able to uh, return to a state of normalcy and be properly medicated and lead a productive life. And uh, I thank you for that story, brother. I, th- appreciate- I wasn't expecting a bike story. Yeah, real quick, I can tell you a little bit of background there because we did follow up. Uh, it turned out the gentleman had a brain tumor. Oh. Well, yeah. that that's and that it. that episode is what caused them to catch it, and as far as I know, he was successfully treated surgically right after that. Well, praise God! That's that's a wonderful thing. Thank you kindly. That's that's exactly. that's very interesting. Um, the guy who uh, Charles Whitman, one of the early uh, mass shooters, when they did the autopsy on him, they found a brain tumor as well. Um, and there are a few other cases of people who suddenly started acting in an aberrant way who had brain tumors. Um, terrible. So uh, what, what, is your, what is your most prominent scar, and how did you get it? And this topic actually came because I was looking at pictures of people who'd had surgery on their carotid arteries, and I think they've changed the technique a little bit now, but some of those old scars completely badass i mean really like you could actually say yeah well back when i was in the hell's angels as a one percenter and probably get away with it just saying i wouldn't recommend that for your health among hell's angels i'm just suggesting it uh let's go to uh dan in uh clarence on wben dan hello hey how you doing tommy wonderfully good there was a whole bunch of us guys and gals having a great time and um Somehow somebody took a potato masher and put it on an electric stove, and somehow it, the burner got turned on. And, of course, that's when, you know, you could dance around with, you know, shirts on and stuff. Somebody picked up the potato masher and branded me. You've got to be kidding. Oh. No. <laughs> Thank goodness we were all kind of not feeling too much pain. But you know how those old potato mashers look? Yeah. Yeah, tell me about it. So you basically have a waffle on your skin. Yeah, yeah. Where is this located? Lower backside. Well, you mean lower buttocks or lower back? Oh, just above the buttocks, you know, the on the left hand side. You ever, you ever think about getting a tramp stamp tattoo on it just to cover it up? <laughs> it's a mark. It's a brand. It's a good story. We had a hell of a lot of time until. Uh, it started to bubble. You that, know? Okay, that number one, that had to hurt like hell, at least until oh. your nerve endings died. Uh, did you seek medical attention for that? No, we were so, like I said, we were so drunk that we just let it go, and it eventually bubbled and, you know, healed oh, scars, but, uh, yeah. Oh, my, I, you know what? I, from the bite to a potato masher, these stories are better than I could ever have envisioned. Thank you kindly. I appreciate it. <laughs> You got to remember, we're only twenty years old then, too. So yes, the uh, prefrontal cortex had yet to fully develop, and you were drunk. So I, I can understand these things. Uh, I was you, twenty years old once. You could drink at eighteen, so you know it's a couple of weeks ago. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> All right, brother. Thank you. All right, love Dan in uh, uh, in Clarence. That is a great story. So um, we're gonna we're gonna continue this uh, after the five thirty news on News Radio nine thirty WBEN. If you're just joining us, in researching carotid artery surgery, came across a whole bunch of pictures of people who had had it, 
and I believe they've changed the procedure, but some of the people who had the early versions have these scars that basically can run from the ear all the way down to the collarbone, and they're nasty looking. I mean, honestly, it looks like something that you would have gotten in a battle of pirates or a knife fight on you know West Side Story. Really, really nasty. So I thought... And that brought me to the question online, what is the worst scar you have and how did you get it? So I thought, all right, I'm going to rip that off. That's a really good topic. So I'm uh, ripping it. I mean, I've assimilated that into uh, the uh, program today. 803-0930 is the phone number. Star 930 on the cell phone, 1-800-616-WBEN. Also, let me ask you guys the question, okay? How many of you have had the Josh Allen injury to your elbow. Is there anybody out there who's had the, uh, what is it, the ulnar ligament, uh, ulnar cruciate ligament? It's the ulnar thing, yeah. And and the problem is that ligament, whatever it's called, uh, is important in stabilizing the elbow for throwing. So how many of you have had the Josh Allen injury? Just curious because... He didn't practice again today. He was on the field, but he didn't practice, and I am concerned. He may not have played very well in terms of throwing the last uh, six quarters, but I think I, I, I'm kind of in love with Josh Allen. I'm just saying. I mean, not uh, just, yeah, I guess I am, really, to truth be told. Anyway, it is uh, 527. It's Bowerly for AJ's Tree Service. It's 538. At News Radio 930 WBEN. All right, so uh, the most unusual or best scar you have on your body, what is it and how did you get it? And uh, my body is, uh, it's a welter of scars, none of which bother me because to me, another scar, another story. But hey, if I was an 18 year old woman and I had a scar on my face, I don't think I'd be that uh, happy with it. And I, I'm sure we all know uh, ladies in our lives at various points who uh, have had to get scars removed. I, there's a plastic surgeon in town does a great job uh, with scars. Uh, somebody I know uh, was attacked. I won't say by what, but was attacked. And uh, he, this doctor did an amazing job. But as a guy, it's a little bit of a different ball game. okay? I mean, I'm never going to win a male beauty contest. So to me, it's all about character. It's all about what you look like. And, you know, being smaller, you kind of want to look like a badass. You want to look like you've been through a industrial meat grinder, you know? Uh, let's get back to the calls. Uh, and has anybody, got, has anybody had the Josh Allen injury, and how bad is it? Here's uh, Tim in NT. Tim, hello. Hey, Tom. How you doing? Wonderfully. Thank you. Yeah, so my story is uh, when I was younger, probably five or six, me and my buddy were playing on a treadmill. We were like, you know, with matchbox cars, and my uh, hand got trapped in between the plastic of the treadmill and full blast and completely removed the layer of skin on the top of my hand. And it left the nastiest scar. It almost looked like the United States of America. The scar was so bad, but... You mean the uh, the shape of it resembled resembled a map? Yeah, it did. It really did. It didn't throw in Alaska and Hawaii, though. I hope. <laughs> right, That'd be right, a little right. too freaky, okay. man. Oh, good, yeah, good. Really okay, weird. As, as a little kid, 
Uh, I, I, it probably wasn't very bloody, but it had to hurt like hell. No, it, it was like uh, it wasn't bloody, but you could you could see the red like under layer of skin, and all I remember was going through the grass and them just dumping iodine all over it. That's the only thing I can remember. Oh, that'll wake you up in the morning. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. when when you look at that scar today, do do you think, hey, that looks pretty badass, or do you think, ah, I don't like that? It's almost gone, honestly. And I'm 29, and it happened when I was about probably like 11, and it's almost it's shrunken. How int- how interesting is that? I I'm sure yeah. I'm sure there's a science to how scars heal up over time, and probably. Yeah genetics have something to do with how well you heal or don't heal after uh, an abrasive injury like that. But my goodness, as a little kid going to the hospital uh, when your hand already hurts and then having the iodine poured on it. Eh. Oh, yeah, it was like the whole top of it. Just This whole skin was just gone. Oh, my goodness. Um, thank you very much, Tim. Much appreciated. Yeah. No problem, Tom. Have a good night. Uh, absolutely. The most unusual scar you have and how you got it. Mark in Alden on WBEN. Hello. Hello, Tom. Sir. I, I had the, uh, uh, the Josh Allen uh, injury, but, but mine was hopefully way, way worse than his. Uh, I have three horizontal uh, scars on my left arm. Uh, I was out uh, with my dog. I had a, a, five years ago, I had a dog that was, just under 200 pounds. He was about 195. Good grief. He was a great dog, and uh, he protected the house and the family, but he didn't like other dogs. So I'm sitting with him in my backyard and on my deck, and, and it's like a 90-degree day. I got my feet on him. I'm, I'm drinking a beer, and uh, the neighbor, uh, neighbors just moved, and there was a new family in there. And they, they had a dog, unbeknownst to me, that, that liked to dig. So uh, as I'm sitting on, on the uh, was deck, it Was it a husky by any chance? No, it wasn't. It was a smaller. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure what it was. Okay. All right. Never mind. Sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. That's fine. Uh, but but uh, I'm sitting on the deck, and this dog from next door uh, dug under my fence and got into my yard. And, and was standing at the bottom of my deck, the stairs coming up to my deck. So, so I, I reach around and I, I get my dog's collar and I was going to, because he was sleeping. He didn't know what was going on. So I, so I, had, I had his collar and I was going to bring him into the house because he didn't know this dog was there. All of a sudden this dog started barking and he just jumped up immediately and charged. Well, he pulled me off the chair as I was holding his collar, and he, and he ripped all the tendons and, and everything in my elbow and, and just tore it all up. I was able to, to, to hold him there with my other arm until the, the guy came over and got his dog, but, but it, it would have been a horrible situation. Uh, a- absolutely. So your ulnar collateral ligament was severely damaged? It was, it was separated. Everything was separated. In my uh, arm. How, how are, are you all 100% back to normal now? Arm feels fine now. I, uh, I had a really, really good local guy that, that did it. He had to make three cuts, and uh, it, it's fine. I mean, I, when it happened, I couldn't use the arm at all. So that's why it's not really a, 
uh, Josh Allen thing because he he threw a seventy yard ball after that, so he should be okay. But well, you know, w- one of the things too is uh, anybody who's had like uh, bursa sack injuries or any shoulder injuries, um, you, 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 there's just some of, some of those injuries take so damn long to heal. So I hope I hope that Josh Allen's in, uh, injury is well. I, I'm sure it's a lot less than yours, uh, but uh, I, don't, I don't know if they should play him this Sunday or take their chances. Uh, AFC East uh, and National Football League got uncomfortably close. But thank you very much, Mark. Uh, appreciate hearing from you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And I asked if it was a Husky because I've heard from Husky owners that uh, they like to dig underneath fences. Um, it's it's what they do. It's their thing. Don't know why. Here's Bob and Elma on WBN. Robert, go. Yeah, back in the early 70s, I was on the Canisius College ROTC drill team. and We used to practice over in the Connecticut Street Armory, and we'd be going through our moves. And what a lot of people didn't realize that saw us actually perform is we used real bayonets on the end of our rifles. Oh, jeez. And we were over there practicing one time. And as long as everybody, when you start spinning your rifles, as long as you're spinning them parallel to your body and straight, you can get through the movements and no problem. We were, we were going through a movement, and the guy next to me, he kind of cocked his rifle in a little bit before he spun it, and the tip of the bayonet caught me right in the end of the elbow. <gasps> so... Yeah, yeah. So I, we went through and finished the moves, and then they took me over to the emergency room at Sisters, and they stitched up my elbow. But the doctor called. I was living at home at the time. The doctor calls my mom and said, uh, "Mrs. Tarnish, we have your son Robert here at the emergency room at Sisters Hospital." Well, she about freaked out and thought I was in an accident or something. She knew I was already late getting home from practice. Good Lord. Yeah, so the doctor realized it. He goes, oh, wait a minute. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He's fine. He's fine. Yeah. Hey, hey, Bob. Yeah. Bob, how many times have you been out and somebody said, hey, where'd you get the scar? And you say, bayonet. And they're like, thank you for your service. Yeah, there you go. Wow. We we used to, we were uh, performing at the halftime of a Canisius St. Bonaventure game one time in the old odds. And we're going through, well, we spun, one guy spun the rifle and the bayonet lock gave loose. The bayonet went spinning up into the air, came down and stuck in the wood floor of the yacht. And that's when the crowd realized we were using real bayonets. Good Lord. Sir, I got nothing, but you know what? If you ever run into me out and about town, would you please show me your bayonet scar? I definitely will. All right, man. Thank you. Thank you very much. Right. Uh, much appreciated. Um, do I have time? Do I have time? No? Yes? Quickly? Quickly? Sorry. Josh is my god. You have to understand in the next room. He controls me. Um, Scott in Lewiston, t- time for a quick scar story. Hello, Tom. Quickly, Hello please. There, Tom. Yes, sir. Go. Yes, Tom, I uh, appreciate the program. Yeah, June 23rd. I have a country home in Pembroke. I had a brush fire I was going to tend to and light up. And uh, foolishly, I used some gasoline on it. And I, my idea, I stood 25 feet away. I was going to light a little stick and throw it. Well, as soon as I lit the match, everything exploded. All I saw for between a second or two seconds was bluish-white flame, and I was in it. Good after Lord. Getting, after getting a 
a ride in a helicopter to ECMC. I spent almost two months on that hospital bed in there. Good. Okay, but uh, um, time is becoming a factor. How bad is the residual yeah. scarring? Forty percent. Uh, I had got skin grafts, all frontal, skin grafts, all in my chest, uh, frontal of my both arms. Uh, oddly enough, my face, head, nothing. It's perfect. Uh, nothing on my legs. Thank but God. I feel like a fat, fat man in a skinny suit. <laughs> But I know. I know. Dude, I, I, I gotta. I gotta move on. It's. It's amazing yeah. that you survived that. Um, I, I might bring this back tomorrow if, if that's okay with this topic. Back tomorrow. We always do this every year on this day. This day in 1975, the Edmund Fitzgerald went down in a vicious storm in Lake Superior, and this is Gordon Lightfoot's tribute, not just to those crewmen, but to everybody who gave their lives in the Great Lakes. The legend lives on from the Chippewa on down of the big lake they call Gitchagumi. The lake, it is said, never gives up her dead when the skies of November turn gloomy. With a load of iron ore, 26,000 tons more than the Edmund Fitzgerald weighed empty. That good ship and true was a bone to be chewed when the gales of November came early. The ship was the pride of the American side, coming back from some mill in Wisconsin. As the big freighters go, it was bigger than most, with a crew and good captain well seasoned. Concluding some terms with a couple of steel firms When they left fully loaded for Cleveland Then later that night when the ship's bell rang Could it be the north wind they'd been feeling? The wind and the wires made a tattletale sound of November come stealing The dawn came late and the breakfast had to wait when the gales of November came slashing When afternoon came it was freezing rain in the face of a hurricane west wind
Does anyone know where the love of God goes when the waves turn the minutes to hours? The searchers all say they'd have made Whitefish Bay if they'd put 15 more miles behind her. They might have split up or they might have capsized. They may have broke deep and took water. All that remains is the faces and the names of the wives and the sons and the daughters. Lake Huron Rose Superior sings in the rooms of her ice water mansion. Oh, Michigan steams like a young man's dreams. The islands and bays are for sportsmen. And farther below Lake Ontario takes in what Lake Erie can send her. The iron boats go as the mariners all know with the gales of November remembered. Of the Edmund Fitzgerald something we started doing years ago as a tribute to those men, and it was 47 years ago today, almost to the hour when the real Edmund Fitzgerald went down. Thank you to everybody who's ever worked on the Great Lakes.